Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's get those numbers out there right away. We figured to have another busy program today with Doug Swinhart here on Tech Talk, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Doug, I hope you've had a good week. I know you stay busy. How you been? Oh, absolutely wonderful. It sure got windy yesterday, didn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah, we have a fair amount of uh, mature trees in our neck of uh, the woods, and a lot of branches blew down. So when spring comes, before I'm able to mow, I'm going to have a lot to clean up. It it really was extraordinary. I heard 55-mile-an-hour wind gusts just here in the Twin Cities, so the winds really were howling. Hopefully uh, uh, you didn't lose power. Hopefully uh, no one suffered any damage. But like I say, a lot of branches blew down. I was actually surprised to watch my Weber grill, which is a pretty good-sized grill, come just move right across the patio. And we live in kind of a protected area, so that was uh, very straight. All my bird feeders came down off my bird feeder. Man, oh, man, it was really strong wind. Yeah, very windy. Uh, It's still breezy today, and we have snow on the way, the way it looks on Monday, President's Day. Uh, We'll continue to keep you up to date on the weather through the weekend. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. But another great day to spend time on your computer, uh, fix some issues. And, Doug, I want to start with uh, people maybe uh, moving into a new computer and getting that set up and migrating from an old computer. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a, a comment or a question on this from time to time, but say... Now it's time I'm going to go out and get a new computer, but I want to get all that stuff off the old one and onto the new one. What do you recommend? How do you do it? Well, you know, there's actually several methods to do that. Uh, of course, I would, before I even went shopping, I'd make sure that I had a backup of some kind. And you could do that with a simple copy and paste. Go to a hard drive and or a cloud storage. Uh, in a perfect world, you'll have both or more. Uh, and then once you get your computer, I always suggest people with Windows machines that they fire this thing up and don't connect it to the Internet right away. Just wait. And force Windows to give you a local account instead of an online account. You'll have much better control. And that way you can actually have your data on your new computer before you ever put it on the Internet. So it's not a question. That's really the way to go. Uh, if you prefer, many people who are a little bit more advanced... They'll buy their computer, and they'll put their computer on their local area network after they have it configured and just transfer over the network, and that'll work also. It's a, there's a several different ways to do that, but I always tell people, 
Just make sure you've got full copies before you ever begin. Off that computer so you got a minimum of three copies. One local, one local on a hard drive that's off that machine, and then, of course, one at least one cloud storage. That would be my advice. And then getting an... And every now and then you hear someone that say, well, I, I want to transfer everything. And, oh, yeah. and you... And you you don't want to do that. That'll cause major problems trying to move everything over, including trying to move operating systems and other programs, et cetera. That, yeah. that can get really bad. Well, and over and above that, too, I've actually seen where people have taken and just right on their hard drive, right on their C drive, just did a copy of everything from their hard drive and put it in a folder on their desktop of their new computer. They're, they are killing their random access memory, first of all. They're taking the performance of their new machine down to about 20% of what it should be, or greater even. And what they're trying to do is save some work, but they're creating a ton more work in the future. Eventually, you've got to sort your data. And by taking programs and system files and everything all at once, that's really counterintuitive in my mind. Take a little time and learn about pathing. Most people don't have that much data. Even people with, with massive cameras and photographs and movies, they don't have that type of data where it's all of it. You just shouldn't have to do that. And don't think that you're saving work because really in the end, you're creating a ton more work. Not to mention your new computer will run slower, taking longer to do your tasks, and it just uh, it just accelerates into nothing more than just a mess. So, yeah, take your time and learn about pathing. There's enough information on the Internet. shouldn't take too long. And just get through it. It's much better to organize your data. It's a perfect opportunity to reorganize and to think about how you're saving. And that's good point. Excellent point. Yeah, and beyond that, uh, cleaning up your computer, getting rid of files you don't need anymore. We, we talk about it with uh, mobile phones in particular. When I have a few minutes, if I'm sitting somewhere waiting, I'll, I'll go into that phone and get rid of pictures that are duplicates or stuff I don't need. It's good from time to time to spend a few minutes on your computer or on your phone or tablet or whatever and and clean it up. It, it helps that, you know, there is an unlimited storage. Storage is cheap, but on these devices, particularly a phone, storage is not unlimited, and weeding things out is a good idea. Free storage. Google announced that the legacy Google Apps, which used to be for free, they that's going to change in July. Well, if, if Google starts even charging minimal for storage for Google Apps, I don't think this is going to be very long before Gmail account storage is going to have some charge to it. Probably won't be much, 9 10 bucks a year maybe. And it is kind of overdue if you stop and consider and think about it. But once Google does it, you can be assured everybody else will follow suit. So it... it Take your time and just get it right. I think we're going to see a, a resurgence of, uh, of external hard drives coming up in the next year, year and a half. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here. So yeah, keep an eye on that. Let's not just rely on pure cloud storage either. I just don't think we can do that anymore. It, it, the writing's on the wall. So just pay attention and see what happens coming up here. Number again, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226 if you want to visit with Doug. And that is good for a call or a text to get through to uh, Carrie Klatt, and she is our producer. 
And text line comes right into the studio. And let's start there. Um, what do you know about cloud-based Chrome OS Flex? Have you heard of that, Doug? I have not. This, this must be something different. I, um, I'm going to have to Google that even while we're on radio here. That's, uh, that's unusual because usually anything that Google comes out, they'll send me a notice on. I don't remember seeing anything about that. So I have to, I got, I got to just admit my ignorance. Yeah, well, we'll check into that during a break and uh, get to that coming up momentarily here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Uh, from our text line on the program, I have Sea Cleaner, I have Easet, Malwarebytes, Provisor. Am I using too many of these programs? Help me sort this out because I know, Doug, over the years you've said that having, you know, too many antivirus programs, et cetera, is not a good thing either. No, 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 no. You, you, uh, it, it's, it's going to quickly become a, 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 a which dog is the biggest dog in the house. It, it, it's, it's not good. You, you got to get together, disable one at a time, and get down to one and test it. And if they're all paid, you're going to have to make a determination as to which one you enjoy the best, which one runs good and doesn't take all the resources. But yeah, this is, um, I like the term security to death. Because you're dangerously close to I've seen people that have brought computers in. They've got six different antiviruses running all at once. Can't figure out why it takes five minutes to boot. <laughs> and, but three of those were just competing and fighting with each other. Each one of them saw the other one as an intrusion and reacted appropriately. But it kept popping back because they all had the built-in uh, persistence to, to get running and keep running. And at the end of the day... One was in control. Next day, another one was in control. It's just crazy. Yeah, there's no need for that. Overkill. It's Think of it this way. If you're in the kitchen baking a cake and, it's, and the recipe calls for two cups of sugar and you put in six, it, you're going to be sweet, but you're not going to be able to eat it. Same thing. Same, same. Overkill is not a good thing. Less is always better. Uh, just be cautious with that. I know you're trying to do the right thing, but don't overdo it. Yeah, and let's sort out a couple of things here. I see a number of different programs in this text. CCleaner and Provisor seem to me they do the same thing. ESET and Malwarebytes do the same thing. Let's sort it out. Number one, you, you want a good antivirus program. Let's start there, Doug. What do you recommend? Well, you know, when you're looking for an antivirus program, I want an antivirus and a malware program that's in one package. They should take care of the whole protection type scenario and look for something that is low resource, not taking 80% of your computing power just to protect it. And stay with something that's minimal. I think that to to say that ESET and malware bytes are the same, that is not true. And a virus, is, they're all different. But really the big thing is, is, is how fast they come out with patterns because all these companies are working from a reactive standpoint. There's no such thing as zero-day protection where they've got you protected from something that is yet to be created. Sure. They're all reactive. Once something's created and reported, they're on it and they fix it and they send it out to their users. So you want to work with a company that is truly fast at getting those patterns out and getting them out to their customers, that would be number one. Next one would be, well, does it slow my computer down to the point of ridiculous? Is it sending me ads? Nothing I ate worse than buying a software package and then being bombarded by the same company to buy more. 
Well, if it was good the day I bought it, I shouldn't need to spend another 400 bucks to add more. Be cautious of that as well. I like malware bytes for several reasons. First of all, and ESET, ESET, both of them are American companies. That's a good thing in my mind. But malware bytes especially, I think they do a better job of customer service and customer relations than anybody I've worked with. So that's part of my bias. And if you have a problem with dollars and you call them up, they fix it in the right direction. I just love that. I think that that type of attitude in business should promote more business. Not to mention all of the free things that Malwarebytes has produced over the years. Um, ADW Cleaner is a prime example, and they've had multiple tools. Now, once they do it, the rest of the companies follow as well. But all, historically, nearly every time something came out that was free, that would help the end user, it came from Malwarebytes. Now, ESET, ENAT32 is a highly sophisticated package. Beautiful framework, beautiful interface. It's gorgeous. It's a little bit more expensive than Malwarebytes, but it's very, very valuable. It's a perfect, perfect tool. I just like these products. I'm, I'm highly biased towards both of them. They're not really tied to, get to any one particular hardware company or anything like that. They are completely independent, and I think that both of them do a good job. But again, there is a ton of stuff out there. As far as CCleaner and, and, um, and Provisor being the same, yeah, I don't think that can be said. I think Provisor is much more advanced and it's much more in tune with Windows 10. Uh, that might have been the same when we were talking 7 and 8, but Provisor didn't exist back then. But there, no, I think that Provisor goes much deeper, the way it cleans hard drives and, and the one button click, and it pushes people to learn things about their computer in Windows 10 that they normally wouldn't have learned. So I, I'm, again, biased towards Provisor. Okay. I think it's a much better product today. All right, Doug, quick break. We'll come back. We have much more. Here's the number, whether you want to send it, text, or call the program, 651-461-9226. We'll come back. We'll talk more about Malwarebytes for a Dell uh, desktop. Uh, Also, uh, we're going to get into a Dell laptop. Um, Also, uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, the USB drives, little portable USB drives. Uh, are there good quality ones available out there that you can really count on? We'll, we'll get into that with Doug in a moment. And then we'll follow up on that uh, new Chrome OS called Flex in a moment. So a lot coming up here on News Talk. E3O WCCO. Tech Talk with Doug here on a Saturday, and we're in Saturdays uh, from 2 to 3, sports schedules permitting, of course. And, uh, Doug, we got... Uh, Someone early in the program sent a text about Chrome OS Flex. Uh, were you able to grab anything during the break on that? I actually was, and it's released on an early basis. In fact, it was released six days ago, and I can't believe I didn't know about this. Anyway, they are warning people it's not quite ready for prime time, not meant to be on a production machine, but once you give them your information, you can download it. And apparently they have got another version that's already in place, which I knew about, it's called Cloud Ready. But the big thing here is, as you know, the Chrome OS was always reserved for Chrome equipment. Whether it came from HP or Google, this you can download and you can install on an older PC or an older Mac. Yeah, I did Ooh. say Mac. And this is gonna this is a game changer, CV. This is gonna be huge. 
And I don't know if that's available on the cloud ready quite yet. I have, I don't know if you can actually put I like what I'm reading so far. I'm in the process of downloading three different versions of this right now. I'm going to be looking at that this weekend. I got a Mac that I've been having problems with. This is a perfect candidate for this new thing. Even though it's kind of test, I'll tell people it's test and do it in a dual boot. This is exciting technology that's coming our way. I like this. Yeah, and uh, Doug, we'll, we'll tell folks that uh, we'll, we'll bring this up again next week. We'll make a note to make sure we talk more about this Chrome OS Flex In, for indeed. PC or Mac because we, we always talk about older equipment and keeping older equipment in service if if it's running if it boots up but but you aren't able to update windows anymore or update a mac operating system we we brought up linux as being an alternative but but something like chrome you could download and install wow that could really be a big deal so we'll have more on that on the program next week uh in the couple of minutes we have before our weather break let's uh, get back to our text line here real quick um I have a gig modem and a Linksys router. Is it possible to get a near gig speed out of the Linksys router Wi-Fi? And th- th- this gets tricky when, when you're trying to measure speed and trying to max out speed. Uh, Doug, before the weather break, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, they're, they're, this can get to be kind of a convoluted issue. But the big thing is, is what Wi-Fi device what hardware do you have that you're connecting to your wi-fi router Uh, that's got to be capable first and today you know there's a plethora of good things on amazon for twenty dollars that will go up to somewhere around 200 megabits per second but i don't know of any wireless device that's actually going to be pushing at a gig that's they're 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 miscons i think they have a have to develop a little more understanding towards bandwidth coming into the house and how it's proportioned but good question they should find that, that check the hardware that they're connecting first. But, no, you can't increase beyond the router. The, the router, it is what it is. If it's an older router, might be time to replace it. I hope that helps. All right, quick break coming up. We promise when we come back uh, we're going to talk about uh, good quality USB drives or the thumb drives. Uh, are they available? Uh We'll, we'll get Doug's thoughts on that. And then uh, a couple of questions on Adele. We'll circle back around to Malware Bytes as well. That's all coming up here on Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart, good enough to join us here on Saturdays between 2 and 3 o'clock. We'll have the weather in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk with Doug here on a Saturday. And I brought up how cloudy it was, and it looks like the sun's popping out again, just like that. So that, so there you go up here in the northern suburbs. Gary Clatt is our producer. Our number on the program, 651-461-9226. If you want to call the studio, Carrie will put you through, or you can text. Great way to go is 651-461-9226. Um, Let's see. Oh, this one we promised we were going to bring up earlier. Uh, Doug, I'm leery of these things. I don't trust these things. They're super handy, but I'm worried about the data on there being super stable, and that is those little USB drives. People call them thumb drives. I get the sense you get what what you pay for when it comes to these. All right, Doug, I had you on mute. Sorry. Uh, You hit the nail right on the head, my man. Uh, if you take a look at Amazon, 
and just do a sort from high to low, once you get past the volume discount, so you got 20 or 25 in a case that you're buying, once you get past there, you're going to see that, well, like a gigastone, two-pack, a two-pack, 256 gig, $74. I bought that. These are some of the best USB drives I've ever worked with. They're going to last. There's several of them that got um, encryption. There's a bunch of them that talk about supersonic high speed. These high-performance USBs can be trusted. If you get into a Samsung, they've got the Samsung bar. I have had exceptional luck with these. I get 128 gig, I believe, for $20. I know you can buy a, 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 a gigabyte one for about 30 bucks, but it's not this quality. Stick with the brand names. I like uh, Samsung. Uh, Gigastone is really putting out some nice product. Uh, there's a couple others, SanDisk, but what you do get what you pay for. Prepare to pay more if you want quality, especially in the USB market. I hope that helps. Yeah, very good. And once again, I am still of the thought they're small, they're easy to lose. Oh. Um, I, You know, for... For instance, I've got some training coming up, and and someone's getting me a PowerPoint on a USB drive that I need to do some training at my other job during the week. Ideal for that, because there's another copy that lives somewhere else, and if I lose this or it doesn't work, we've got a a plan B, if you will. But uh, for for permanent, long-term storage, I'm a little leery of it. Well, and you should be. That's good. Even these uh, expensive ones. I'm not going to have that be my only source of storage. It just doesn't make sense today. And I've discovered as well, you mentioned this already, the smaller they get, the harder they are to hang on to. Once they get down to a certain size, hopefully you can put it on your key ring. I wish I had a dollar for every one I lost. You disappear. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they they go where the other sock goes. (laughs) They go where the pens go. Exactly. Wherever that is, they, they seem to disappear. Um, here's a really good one. We brought up malware bites and uh, other antivirus earlier in the program. Is it a good idea to purchase malware bites premium for my Dell desktop? I have the free version right now. Should I spend the money and, and get the premium version? Absolutely. Uh, the, any of these free ones, the majority of them do not give you real-time protection. And that's really what you're looking for is something that is scanning the file as it's coming into your computer and as it's going out. Some of these uh, real sophisticated malware, they are actually changing programs as you're sending them. It's just bizarre. So, yeah, and the free version, you have to manually go in and tell the scans. You can't set up a schedule. And there's some real downsides to that. It's well worth it to step up to the plate and buy it. If you're, if you're, and keep this in mind, too. I'd like to keep this company in business so they're there next year when we need them. And if they don't have some type of revenue coming in, they'll be gone. I don't want them to be gone. I want them to be there. That's just my opinion. They they don't overcharge. Uh, no, actually, I don't think any of them really overcharge for what they deliver, but especially malware bites. I'd like to see this company become really successful, and I think they're on the way to doing that. Okay, let's go to the phones. Joe and Zimmerman. Joe, you're on the air. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you, Joe? Good. I'm good. I don't know if you're a Mac expert, but it sounds like you're an expert, so we'll try you. I've got an iMac, and uh, for months I've been getting pop-ups up in my right-hand corner of my screen telling me that I've got viruses and wanting me to 
you know, to buy McAfee, I think is one of the big ones that that's always wanting me to buy McAfee. I've got Adaware or I've got uh, malware bytes and I've got Bitdefender. Uh, neither one of them can remove the file. The file, and I'm not at home. I apologize. The file is uh, something uniblue.exe, which, if I look it up, it's it's a it's a component of speed up my PC, which I don't even have a PC. So I'm just frustrated that I can't get these these pop-ups to go away, telling me I got to buy more software. No, that's uh, that. Yeah, that, you, you're dealing with malware. Um, and give me a call next week, and I'll walk you through what to do with that. In the meantime, you can investigate a program called TG Pro, and it's just the letter T, Tom G, uh, good, and then the word pro, and it's uh, by a company called Tuna Belly. And I know that's a funny name. I don't know if they're in Australia. I think they're in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. But that is for, I think it's like $20, 10 and you can usually get it on sale. That will probably solve that issue, or at least give you an indication of where to go. It's starting up a demon, uh, and that's what they're called, demons. Um, but give me a call next week, and I'll get rid of that for you. I've dealt with this before. I know what you got, um, and I wish I could be more helpful, but it's going to get kind of lengthy. And thank you for the call. All right, and by the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today so you can reach out to him during the week, if you see fit. Um, here's a follow-up to Malwarebytes. What's the difference between the free and the paid version on that? What, what, I mean, obviously, you know, you're spending a few more bucks. Obviously, they're going to, well, you're spending money versus getting a free version. They're going to offer more features. But right. what stands out for you, Doug? Well, it's the big thing is, is the real-time protection. Down in your tray area in Windows, Malwarebytes will start, and it will show that icon in the tray in both the free and the 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 the, pro, the paid version. But the paid version is working. The paid version is actually watching and monitoring files coming in and going out as you open them, as you close them, where with the free version, you still have the scanner, but you don't have that real-time protection. And that's really what you're after, is the real-time. An ounce of prevention is worth 10 pounds of cure in this business, and nothing could be spread stronger than when you're talking about antivirus and malware protection. That, that, that real-time protection is what you're after, and that's, uh, that's something if you need to understand, give me a holler next week, and I'll, I'll try to explain that a little bit more in depth, but yeah, that's what you want. That's the, that's the real difference. All right, Doug, uh, by the way, the phone number, we still have time. 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. We have a lot of folks on the text line today, and we'll try to get to as many of those as we can. Doug, I recently acquired a Dell laptop. While at Chick-fil-A, I was unable to connect to the Wi-Fi at home. There's no problem. Is there a reason uh, the computer is blocking unsecured Wi-Fi connections. I, I guess I've never brought my laptop to Chick-fil-A. I'll need to try that. Sounds good. I would think a different browser might fix that. There's um, yeah, the, you got to have a browser that's that's running secured, and I it very well could be that they've got their network settings set on a public Wi-Fi to share files and to be exposed. Um, there, you're going to find these businesses are going to be tightening up on this. 
Something else you might want to do is go into your Wi-Fi settings and look to see for saved networks and clean those out from time to time, especially in Windows. You start packing them up and things just don't operate properly. I got a feeling it has more to do with the browser than the hardware or the network. I think it's browser. Yeah, and Doug, I'm leery of those connections, coffee shops, restaurants, etc. It is amazing. Even if you're going through a drive-through, I'll see my phone will will latch on to something and yeah. tell me, "Hey, you know, you you can use the McDonald's Wi-Fi." And it's like I'm just going through the drive-through. Please yeah. stop, and it and I'll shut that feature off so it doesn't try to connect. I, I'm leery of that stuff, and well, always you should have be. been. And well, you should be. This is, um, I think this is really something that people need to have. They've got to stand out. Uh, one thing for any type of a, of a Windows machine or an environment where you have control over the TCP IP, the actual network's configuration. If you take a Windows machine and you're on a public network, on the public Wi-Fi, it's set up for public, you're not sharing files, you can actually go into the, the hardware and you can uncheck client for Windows and uncheck shared files and printers, and unchecked quality of service, QoS, and you'll still run just fine. It's almost like you're invisible because they're looking for a client, but you're not a client. You just kind of bypass that right by. Those Wi-Fi things will still reach out and find your computer, your device, especially phones, because of the ownership ID tag, and they are everywhere. I mean everywhere. I think that... Um, I think Bluetooth is actually keeping track of us in addition to Wi-Fi with, with this. I don't know for sure, but there's a lot of talk about Bluetooth these days as well. So, But I, I agree. We should all be leery of this. this is a, it's, it's nice when you need it, I, a little invasive when you don't. I, but here again, we're back to that balance of privacy and quality of service. I, there's just no question about it. I wish I had the answer, Steve, but I do not. <laughs> When we come back, we will talk uh, more about uh, privacy. And if someone asked uh, something online in an email about a password, this has to do with Office 365. We'll get Doug's thoughts on that coming up in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Final segment of Tech Talk. We've had a lot of techs on the program today, and we're going to try to get to as many as we can before the end of the program. And by the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email right at the end of the show, so uh, stick around for that as well. Uh, Doug, here's a good one. Uh, hopefully you give us a quick answer on this. Is it okay to install Windows 11 at this point? I'm not on a production machine, I wouldn't. It's uh, certainly your choice, but I, I don't think so. I think it's time to just hang it back a little bit and, and just wait. You should turn it on. If you got extra machine, fire it up. Let's see, you know, make it run. Get to know it if you're planning on sticking with Windows beyond 10. But I just don't think so. I If it's a production machine, unless you buy it new when it comes with 11, which some of them are now, it's, um, I just wouldn't go that route. I just... Don't think it's ready yet. Eh? Let somebody else do the testing and the bleeding of the being on the cutting edge. But that's my opinion. Um, Doug, here's another good one. This could uh, take a little bit more time. What should I consider for Internet service? Um, in my neighborhood, there's a couple of options right now, a couple of wired options. Xfinity, I have neighbors that have Xfinity. I happen to have CenturyLink. Uh, both, they're, they're different. But both are very good. The neighbors that have Xfinity are happy with it. 
I have been very happy with CenturyLink. In the Twin Cities, there are other options for sure, but but those are the big players. Yeah, you got both in your neighborhood. You're, if you can get, in my opinion, if you can get tied to the fiber on CenturyLink and you can get a gigabit up to a gigabit, I think that's the way to go. When you do speed tests, the actual numbers that come down, and you know, like, um, well, Xfinity will talk about, well, here's your gigabit feed. The, the fastest speed I've ever seen out of my gigabit feed, the absolute ultimate fastest speed, was five and a quarter, less than half. At 1,200 megabits per second, I'm getting 500. But my whole house, I could have five devices getting that. that that's one thing that needs to be understood. In addition to that, CenturyLink, that's DSL compared to coax. And that star configuration has much less network latency. And so the, the numbers that you, you see, that it's, you can't just go by download speed. You, you, you need to do a little bit more research. And I'm not certain why CenturyLink and Quest over the past years hasn't advertised and educated their, their customers as to the difference in those numbers. Because if you just look at just pure numbers, well, Xfinity is going to be the best buy of all. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, there's a little bit more to it than just pure download speed. I kind of would, uh, if I could get connected to a fiber optics, get a gig century link, I probably would move at this point. But that's just me. Um, there's plenty of options, and, I, and keep in mind, we got uh, Starlink coming up, and I think we got some other ones coming as well with uh, the cell phones going to 5G. We're going to have some extra options coming up here in the next year or two, which is a good thing for us, the consumer, I hope. And that's up. I hope that helps. Uh, back to our emails. I received an email that stated something about my password for Office 365. It asked me to click on a link to maintain my password. I've never seen that before, no. and I didn't click on the link. It sounds like a phishing expedition to me, and that's PH phishing. This is, um, unless you look at that domain name, and it's directly to a domain you know, I would not be putting my password in. Legitimate people are not going to do that. They're not going to give you a link to change your password. It just doesn't happen. We need to be a little bit more suspicious. And my experience, Steve, is those of us that are good, honest, hardworking people, we trust others. And we have a tendency, oh, yeah, 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 that they're just there to help. Not so much. you gotta got to take that time. I'm glad they didn't click it. That's good. If it's a good deal today, it'll be a good deal tomorrow. If it's that serious... Somebody will send you another email and say, we need you to do this. Well, then you got some more evidence. But I'd run some checks on that. I would be highly suspicious that I would not click on that either. Good work. Yeah, and that is a reminder. We can end the program on that. Just just a couple of quick thoughts. If you get something like that, be very leery of it, where they want you to click on something or enter your information and send it back. You know, take a break. Don't do anything. And read about it. Do do a quick Google search, if you will, about that to find out if it is indeed uh, legitimate. Doug, we got to run your phone number and email. Ah, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOTech.com. A-D-M-I-N at WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. 
Yeah, always good to visit with you, Doug. The hour goes so quickly. Take care. Have a great week. Thank you. All right, there he is, Doug Swin the Heart, joining us here on Tech Talk. Saturday is between 2 and 3, sports schedules permitting, and if you've heard the news, uh, no good news on the Major League Baseball front. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that they get something done very, very soon, and spring training can get started, and the 22 season can get started on time. We have all the news. We have all the weather coming up next here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.